So I have missed everyone a lot. It's been a pretty long time since we got together and we've had a lot of things to happen, but I just know that, you know, God is not finished uh, with the group of ladies and I expect that the group may even grow. But I'm looking for new platforms and I've auditioned Microsoft Teams and I've auditioned Google Hangouts and some different things. And actually I do like Zoom the best, but Zoom is very sometimey and finicky. So now I am looking at um, GoToMeeting and WebEx. So that's one of the reasons why I'm sending out a podcast versus meeting in person because Zoom is giving me the blues here and I'm I'm really kind of sick of it. So um, I just want to talk to you a little bit about a prayer focus uh, that I think that we all need. I know that prior to me um, getting sick and stuff, I I was really unaware of how affected mentally and physically by by COVID and a lot of the things that are going on in the world, how they how they affected me. And I was doing my life and doing my job and doing all the stuff that, you know, you're supposed to do and just going on about my business. But I do believe that we all need to move to a new place in the Lord. And um, there has been tremendous trauma on the earth, even if it hasn't affected you personally. It's been a lot of trauma just all around, um, all around us. And I feel like I've been doing this prayer focus on a time to be whole again and overcome. And it's really important that we help each other to become whole again. Um, And it's time when people have to create an overcoming spirit. So the first thing I'll say to you is that to overcome means to conquer, to vanquish, to subdue, overcoming enemies in battle, uh, to surmount or to get the better of, to overcome difficulties or obstacles, to overpower and to be victorious. And one of the things that the Lord told me a long time ago, and I'll put up the scripture in a minute, (coughs) excuse me is um, I will make you stout-hearted and enduring, and I will harden you to difficulties. A lot of the times when he talks about the fear nots in Isaiah, fear not, do not be afraid of them, he's telling you, I will make you um, stout-hearted if you read it in the Amplified, and if you go a little deeper, it'll say, I'll harden you to difficulties, not just fear not, but that I will also harden you to difficulties. And so I think that spirit is very important when we're talking about... um, overcoming and and developing an overcoming spirit. And so we don't walk according to our flesh, but we walk according to the spirit uh, as far as Romans 8 and 4 is concerned. So a lot of the times when we surrender our lives to the Lord, we are fragmented in our soul. We've gone through a lot. You have a, I don't like to, I look at it as fragmented, but I also look at it as patchworked. Because you have something from this, and then you have something from that, and it's almost like a patchwork quilt. But instead of it being a quilt that serves a purpose to cover you, or serves a purpose to keep you warm, or serves a purpose for you to sit on, the patchwork that I'm referring to is more like trying to patch up a damaged spot, or trying to patch up a hole, or trying to patch up something and make it functional, instead of living um, it out in its purpose. And so... We have got to overcome, even in order to 
obtain a testimony, because we know that it says in Revelation that we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So as we're going through things, the enemy would love it if we did not develop an overcoming spirit. Why? Because we don't have anything to testify against him. So when we plead the blood and we are able to testify and overcome and create a testimony and not just the monies, if you will, monies and complaining about our various circumstances, that is something that we can submit to the Lord, become more powerful and actually overcome the enemy, if that makes sense. And one of the ways that I've really been dealt with recently is John fourteen twenty seven regarding peace and first Thessalonians five twenty three, which says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body, so we have a spirit, a soul, and a body, that's what makes up man, may it be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. And so right there for me, people will say, Well God is concerned about your spiritual life only or God is concerned about the things of the Spirit, and I agree He is. But when you read that verse, it says, Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. So we see that He's not just interested in sanctifying us in a limited way, limited to spirituality only, but He also desires to see our whole person restored. And I think if there ever was a time that we needed to deal with being restored, um... It's now. It's body, body, mind, soul, and spirit. So, um, and and it's funny because what I have gotten um, recently for me personally is through various different um, ministers and and through the Lord Himself is telling me about a divine reset. And it's funny because resetting your wholeness and healing, resetting your timeline, resetting your health. And it's like all of these people are talking about this and they're talking about it with varied content um, under their themes. But at the end of the day, and it comes my way, so I know that the Lord is speaking to me through this, but the point is it um, we need to do it and we need to take it seriously. So there are processes by which we are able to do these things. So there's divine forgiveness, reconciliation, deliverance, restoration, renewal. Um, and where God reigns in our life, there is healing. And so one of the things that I learned in this journey um, on this prayer focus that I'm doing is that wholeness comes not by treating, but by healing. And I think it was, uh, and this is a totally different person, but then I turned around and I heard Bishop Jakes do the one with the issue of blood. And he was saying that her faith had her I want to say he said her faith had not made her whole her her faith made had healed her but her her I don't want to say her, her pressing in and her hands and and really digging in and, and um getting to Jesus pressing into Jesus that was the thing that made her whole so a very similar message uh from a very different type of of uh of delivery so one of the things that um, I started off with when we first started meeting was, would thou be made whole? Which was funny because the Lord had already told me if the, the road, you got to do the healing, the forgiveness, you got to let go of the jealousy. And, and again, jealousy, not like we thought because we're malicious people. You guys remember if you have the notes, but, but things that would cause your heart 
to not um, be able to discern the issues of life. Because remember, guard your heart, above all things, guard your heart, because out of it flow, what? The issues of life. Well, we've had a ton of things in life to happen to us. And when that the heart is made to flow, the heart is not a reservoir. The heart's job is to distribute blood throughout the body. And if you think of the heart of your soul, in order to keep the soul prosperous and healthy, then the heart, which is how you deal with your mind, will, and emotions, has to have a flow. We can't hold on to things and allow them to pull, to pool up in our hearts because then we're not able to see um, our next steps or, or be positioned properly by God. Why? Because when we're guarding our hearts to allow that flow to continue to happen, you're getting new information in through what a pure heart. And then there's a verse that says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And that verse, pure in heart, Actually, I didn't know this, but it goes back to catheter flow. And if you're not, again, if you're not allowing that flow in your heart, bad things to flow out and the goodness of God to flow in, then you're not going to be able to see God's hand at work in your circumstances. You'll see your circumstances through a very limited um, eye gate. So it's very important that we guard our hearts. It's very important that we purify our hearts. And one of the verses that I've been quoting is, who may ascend up unto your uh, holy mountain, but those with clean hands and a pure heart. And then I pray Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. And I'll speak that word over myself like, throughout the day because I, I need it throughout the day. The word for me really is like medicine. And as we do that, I think that we are answering the question, do you want to be made whole? I think we are actually going through the process of being made whole. And I think when we speak the word over ourselves, and we speak restoration of ourselves, and we speak an overcoming spirit of ourselves to develop, then I think that our faith will have made us whole. I hope that makes sense. And it has the power to not allow you to operate in a patchwork capacity or in a scattered pieces capacity, but it brings you back into one whole unit. Um, and I believe that it does so by first um, healing each part of the individual. So a fragmented mind, a fragmented body, a fragmented spirit. I believe that each unit of what makes us man and spirit is healed. And then I believe that is then fused back together. And um, I can do more research on that, but that's really how I see it. And I tend to have a a way of like seeing things when God is talking to me. I see it first and then I can articulate it. Um, when we talk about restoration of mind and body, <coughs> excuse me, I still have a little bit of a residual cough. We think about the restoration in Joel and he says, I will restore to you what the canker worm, the palmer worm, the creeping locust and the swarming locust took. And that is a restoration of physical things. I believe that. I believe that's a restoration of tangible things that that the Lord wants to restore. But when he says, he restores my soul, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because when we're talking about restoration in Psalm 23, then we're talking about a restoration of soul. So I, I do believe very strongly that we're talking about 
putting the pieces back together and creating wholeness in body, mind, soul, and spirit individually. And then I do believe that that comes together to allow a level of wholeness in us that I don't think we otherwise would get if we weren't really deliberate about it. So I would ask you today, um, before we meet again next week, to embrace uh, and meditate on Joel, read Joel too. Um, and he, and because it talks about the ways that the locust have decreased you and he can fully restore all of your loss and allow him to bring back, <coughs> excuse me, a little residual cough, what you need for the future. And then I would also invite you to read Psalm 23, where he talks about, uh, he, I, I, I can lay down in green pastures and he restores my soul because here we're talking about our soul and our spiritual aspect versus a physical one. So those are two things that I think um, would definitely uh, bear reviewing um, and prep for, for next week, because here's the thing. I'd like to get into a unit on hearing from God, how to hear from God, what happens when you're having a dry season. Um, and I would, I would conjecture, and we've all had that. I mean, I want to be the first to say I've, I've had it um, more times than I would like. But we want to get into developing an overcoming spirit, restoration of body, mind, and soul, restoration of opportunities and different things. But we also want to make sure that we um, are setting ourselves up to allow our hearts to have a flow. So the purity of our heart is from the word catheter, which is so interesting. Um, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So in order to see God in your situation, your heart has to be purified. In order for that to happen, I do believe that there are times when he sets aside to restore your soul as well as opportunities. And I think that the restoration of soul, I will harden you to difficulties. I will make you stout-hearted and enduring. I honestly think that when we do that, we are preparing ourselves for the lost physical opportunities. And I always align everything to agriculture because the Bible does that quite a bit. And what happens is, is every time, everything in the, in the word is seed time and harvest. And there's a process for everything. So that, that process is generally speaking, you plant a seed outside and you really don't see anything happening. But the truth is, we know that it, that gravity is pulling that root down and we know that the leaves are unfurling and they're pushing through the soil and they're coming, they're going to come up and you're eventually going to see it. And then you go back out there a week later and you might have leaves and you might have flowers and then those flowers eventually produce fruit. So everything has a process and sometimes the process is accelerated depending on what it is. And sometimes uh, the process is exceptionally slow. There, there are trees in the world that take four years to develop the appropriate root system. And once that root system is developed, they just shoot up. But that's how I think it, that we have to look at the restoration of our soul. We have got to develop the overcoming spirit. And I think the only way that we do it is to acknowledge the trauma, acknowledge some of the things that have happened, and acknowledge the need for restoration of soul so that we can see clearly. But I think it begins, if I were to leave you with three different thoughts, I think these three thoughts would be creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. I would say, who can ascend to the holy mountain of the Lord? Those with clean hearts, clean hands and a pure heart. 
I would say guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. And that may be one of the scriptures that I should to, should end with. But And then the, the other one, of course, is um, blessed are the pure in heart. So I would say blessed are the pure in heart first, for they shall see God. So And then Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart. And then the ascension onto the mountain. And then lastly would be, above, after you've purified it, after you've made the effort, then lastly, you know, above all else, guard your heart for out of it. Because once you've gone through this process and you're beginning to see the fruit, then of course you want to guard your heart. So that the issues of life, the way that we view the issues of life, <clears throat> excuse me, can be clear and can be through the lenses of heaven and through God's perspective. Because when we don't view the issues of life, you know, through God's eyes or through heaven's perspective, I mean, it can really piss you off and make you discouraged and disappointed. Um, so that's the first set of thoughts. The second set of thoughts have to do with restoration, the restoration that we see in Joel 2 and the restoration that we see in Psalm 23. I think that's very, very important. And then the last thing I would say after this process, the third piece of it would be <clears throat> to understand that you have a future and allow the Lord to recreate your future. And then with, through the eyes of a clean heart and, and clean hands and, and purity and through the eyes of the Lord and how he's working in that situation, uh, Proverbs thirteen twelve and Proverbs 28 through 30, and ask the Lord, the Spirit of God, to cause hope to spring up within you. And that's what I'm doing in my own prayer focus here that I'm doing with my church. So I wanted to share that with you guys in prep for how to hear from God and also in prep for the days of awe because um, most of y'all know me and know that I celebrate the Jewish holidays because God still works on a Jewish calendar. And the significance of the days of awe, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot are... Um, it's very significant in your Christian walk, so we're going to get into that too, and I'm actually really excited about that. So um, let me pray for you before we, before we close, and hopefully I will have entertained all of the platforms, but we are back, and I'll you know do a survey if you guys want to do two times a month, or if you want to do every week for an hour, or whatever you want to do, we can do it, or if you're interested at all, I'm, I'm, if you like the podcast better, it's whatever you guys want want to do, but I do plan on expanding this circle because I think that's what I'm supposed to do. So let me pray for everybody and, um, and then we will, we will stop there. And by next week, we should have our own platform, uh, to talk on. So father God, I thank you. I thank you for this day. I thank you father for this opportunity. I pray that, that you would bless, touch, heal, and deliver everybody that, um, gets an opportunity to hear this short message. And Father, I pray that as we go through the purification process, as we go through the process to re-envision our lives, as we go through the process to ask you to recreate our future and to ask you to empower us, Romans 15, 13, to hope again. Father, I pray that we would do it with such purity, like a little baby and such vulnerability that we would allow you to come in and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and 100% 
have his way in our life. That, Father, the fragmented pieces of our body, the fragmented pieces of our mind, the fragmented pieces of our spirit and soul, Father, I pray that they would not impede the work that you want to do. I pray, Father, that you would, in a lot of ways, restore us to factory settings, that we would understand, Father, that really nothing is impossible with you, that we would be able to remove the limitations, not so much that we've placed on you, but that the how circumstances and how life has turned out and opportunities lost and opportunities stolen and injustice and a lack of vindication that we have been unable to see. Those things that have fragmented us, those things that have scattered us, those things that have caused us to do patchwork over sore spots, patchwork over holes in our lives that um, that didn't turn out quite the way we thought and, and we decided that we'd patch it up and they left us scarred and burdened. But Father, I pray that the limitless power of God and the mercy and the love of Christ would flow in just like um, when this Samaritan man was beaten, battered, and left on the side of the road to die, the most unlikely person came along out of mercy and picked that man up and put him up in a hotel and, and paid for his you know treatment. And so, Father, as we, in a lot of ways, <clears throat> are beaten and injured on the side of the road, And you will know what I'm talking about because I believe that the Holy Spirit will illuminate it for you. And I believe that he will highlight it for you, those areas, all of us. Where we are in that way, whether we talk about it, whether we don't, we may not have ever shared it with anybody. I pray, Father, that you would pour in the oil and the wine, but that we will not limit you by our... um, own limitations or by the glass ceilings that have been imposed on us or by the feelings of being trapped or stuck that life can present sometimes. We know that you have all power and we shatter every limitation and we shatter every glass ceiling and we bind the enemy in the name of Jesus because Father, your word says that we will once again take root downward and we will bear fruit upward. And so, Father, as we go through this process of developing an overcoming spirit and being hardened to difficulties, and Father, I know that there's a war over the harvest. We have a harvest to reap. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but we have big old combines and big old trucks and winnows and sickles and things. When it's time to harvest, the harvest requires a lot of work. And it's not just a harvest of physical things. It's also a harvest of souls. So if you don't go out there and harvest what's out there, that, that'll die. It'll just overripening down the vine. So Father, I pray that you would bring the right tools to allow us uh, to harvest. I pray, Father, that you would open up the eyes of our understanding. And Father, I pray that we would receive this word, that it would not be plucked up by the birds. For your word says with the entry of your word is light and understanding. And Father, I pray that your word would come and that it would bring peace and calm and clarity and tranquility and soothing to weary souls. Your word says with uh, and the multitude of my anxious thoughts within me, your comforts delighted and quieted my soul. And so, Father, we've prayed the prayer of faith, and I believe, Lord, that you have heard us. And I believe that the Holy Spirit and angels on assignment are going to um, come into our territory 
and 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 lift us up and and provide that which we need father to walk out our true identity that you gave us and that will accomplish what you have set out for us to accomplish in the earth and i don't think that it's just one purpose i think it's multi-purpose and father i pray that you will make that clear in the name of jesus bless each one listening each one um within the sound of my voice because there is no space or time with you This word is just as fresh 20 years from now as it is now. I thank you and I praise you and I give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen.